This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, some employees involved in the lawsuit over the 2013 government shutdown could see their cases shut out. Census officials are hoping local police will help in protecting their staff out in the field. And federal employee unions want Congress to protect defense employees' bargaining rights. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. A six-year-old class action lawsuit over the 2013 government shutdown entered a new phase. Government attorneys filed a motion to dismiss over 2,000 employees deemed ineligible for damages from the lawsuit. U.S. attorneys say these plaintiffs are ineligible based on the terms of the case or they haven't been able to properly identify them. Attorneys for both sides are mostly in agreement, though, over the terms they'll use to compensate the remaining 21,000 employees still eligible for damages. Government contractors have a new tool to ensure they're meeting all their requirements under equal employment laws. The Labor Department's Office of Federal Contractor Compliance Programs launched an on-demand learning management system called the Contractor Compliance Institute. Through the portal, vendors can evaluate their current hiring and recruitment efforts, as well as get questions answered about how best to comply with equal employment laws. An interagency effort to make developing software easier is about to kick off. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. A secure software development framework is among the things on the to-do list for federal agency cyber standards efforts. The Air Force, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, and a host of other agencies will hold the first meeting in early March to develop a draft guidance or special publication for secure software development similar to the cybersecurity framework. The DevSecOps document may include functions, categories, subcategories, and industry best practices for these continuous integration environments. I'm Jason Miller. Census workers have been robbed, carjacked, and even kidnapped while going door-to-door in previous decennial counts. So Census Bureau Director Stephen Dillingham and the Commerce Department's Inspector General have asked local law enforcement across the country to remain vigilant against threats to 2020 census enumerators in the months ahead. Census workers visited 47 million homes during the 2010 count and reported being the victim of more than 700 acts of violence across the U.S. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration expects to triple its supercomputer capacity for weather and climate forecasts by 2022. NOAA expects to do that by standing up two new supercomputers in Manassas, Virginia and Phoenix, Arizona to replace legacy devices in Reston, Virginia and Orlando, Florida. Once this upgrade is complete, NOAA projects it will have a 40 petaflop supercomputing capacity. Senior Democratic members of Congress are urging the Social Security Administration to withdraw a proposed rule for appealing denial of benefits. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. The change would let administrative appeals judges hold hearings and issue decisions ahead of SSA's administrative law judges. In a 52-page letter to Commissioner Andrew Saul, the lawmakers say this would overturn practice dating to the 1940s, make it harder for Americans to receive benefits, and violate the Administrative Procedures Act. SSA says it would increase its capacity to handle appeals. The comment period closed last week. I'm Tom Temin. One federal employee union is cautiously optimistic about recent attempts to fix the new paid parental leave law. 
The National Federation of Federal Employees applauded a bill from a bipartisan pair of House members. The bill would ensure the entire federal workforce has access to paid parental leave. But Nefi says it's concerned by comments from the Office of Personnel Management that indicate how the agency plans to implement the new law. OPM suggested it would limit paid parental leave benefits to 12 weeks if both parents are federal employees. It also recommended time limits on leave for new foster children. The American Federation of Government Employees is appealing to Congress to help block recent efforts to exclude defense employees from collective bargaining. The president gave Defense Secretary Mark Esper the power to exclude DOD civilians from a 40-year-old collective bargaining law. It's unclear if or when DOD might strip bargaining rights from its employees, but AFGE asked congressional oversight and armed forces committees to add a provision in next year's annual defense policy catch-all to block the possibility. Coast Guard Commandant Carl Schwartz is warning that the branch is on an unsustainable path for its growing requirements. Schultz says the service's readiness accounts need to be funded in parity with the rest of the military services in order to maintain national security. He says the Coast Guard's readiness is currently in jeopardy. DOD's readiness funding has grown three times the budgeting for the Coast Guard. The Schultz says ensuring the Coast Guard is prepared is his top priority. The future of the Defense Department's mentor-protege program is in doubt because of budget cuts. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. The program is designed to encourage large contractors to partner with small businesses and help make them part of the government supply chain. But DOD's 2021 budget proposal would zero out its funding as part of the defense-wide review. Budget documents say officials want to keep it alive in some form by letting big contractors charge their spending on mentor-protege programs as an allowable cost, but the details of how that system would work have not been fleshed out. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. And a new app funded by the Air Force may help airmen find short-term child care. The app, KinderSpot, would help parents sublease their child's spot in a daycare center to families with short-term needs. The idea came from a major in the Air Force and won the Air Force Installation and Mission Support Center Innovation Rodeo. The app will share a million dollars in seed money with other innovations like autonomous lawnmowers for airfields. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Music.